0: so excited to have you back for this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online, which is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I am your host, Tammy Riley, and what an honor it is for me to share the conversation that I had with this week's guests. I have Elizabeth Halfpap and Fred DeVito, uh, Corbar Fit is their company. And for those of you who do not know them, they are really credited with shaping and growing the industry of bar fitness. So bringing a better quality of movement and life to people all over the globe, they've had their fingers in so many trainings and with so many people that are out there spreading the love. So please sit back and get ready to get to know Liz and Fred and their journey. So welcome back, friends, to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Um, You know, I get excited about every guest that I have on, but I have two guests with me today. And you also know, my my listeners, that I like to watch my guests. We have like video interaction or we're sitting together. So I am with two of uh, the people that I admire, you know, so much in the fitness industry. They have brought so much to our world of movement and integrated you know they're specific in bar but they've integrated what they do their life uh into so many different modalities and in so many ways so it's really exciting to have elizabeth Halfpap and fred devito with us here today so thank you fred and elizabeth
1: Thank you for having you. us on sammy we're excited to be with you
0: yes it's super fun so it's thank like you, you know that if you're in the bar world you're like you get goosebumps oh my god fred and elizabeth um <laughs> and they're so they're so well known um and i will say you know as much as we hold you on a pedestal that you are such generous and giving humans and uh and leaders for us so i want to thank you first of all because we don't always get that and you um not only do you give on and off the floor and on the bar, but you're here with me. So so thank you for sharing uh, your stories and then also your self-care with us, which is where we will head shortly.
1: Well, the pleasure is all ours, Tammy.
2: Yeah, we just love sharing, you know, from what we've been doing all these years, we just love sharing and educating to as many people as we can because we want to, um, we educate ourselves also. We never stop learning. But just to help and be, a, you mm-hmm. know, feel this community that we have of right. bar fitness and fitness in general. You know, when we began, there was a very small community back in, in the 80s. And now there's this whole industry of bar and a whole fitness industry that has such variety and choices. It's it's great that we all can be together. I love that. So that sort of, of that brings community.
0: it right to the beginning, if you don't mind starting there for, for each of you, uh, because you were pretty much at the... the Pulse of bar as it came to the U.S. You were there on the forefront, and you both have been very instrumental to this epic industry that it is now. Right? It, it It's huge. Right? It's it's not just this little exclusive bar. It's a a mode of exercise that everyone knows. So please, I don't I don't care who starts. I I don't care if it's one person. Just start sharing your tale.
2: Well, it it all began for me, I guess, before Fred. Um, June twentieth, nineteen eighty, Lottie Burke Method, twenty three East sixty seventh Street, four thirty in the afternoon. Uh, class with Jean, who was visiting uh, visiting teacher from London, Lottie Burke Studios. And um, I came from a dance background, Hartford Ballet, Mercer Ballet. Still dance today in in the Nutcracker, um, in the adult party scene, which is fun. But um, I was looking for work to help. Um, My dance career and being a teacher of dance, Lottie Burke Method, or really the first bar studio in the, was the first bar studio in the United States, um, just felt so natural to me the first class that I took there as my audition class. And I thought I was in the best shape ever in my life until (laughs) I walked down those steps at the brownstone. Uh, but what really uh, what really made me love this technique was that it combined not only the dance, modern dance, ballet, the bar on the wall, but also it was a balance mm-hmm. of strengthening moves and flexibility, the combination of the two. And the classes were small back then. Nine people were in a class, appointment only, Um wait list forever. Every class was full from 7 a.m. till 8 p.m. in the evening. And it was so interesting, right? At that point. So Lydia Bach was the owner of the Lottie Burke method. She studied with Lottie in London, just a brief history, and then brought this technique to New York city Mm -hmm. naming it after Lottie to honor her for what she had learned from her. She thought she was a genius person, called it Lottie Burke Method. And when she had opened in 1971, women were not even allowed to run in the marathon. So this was a pretty revolutionary first boutique exercise studio for women. And Mm -hmm. it was filled instantly with word of mouth, And, um, you know, with Lottie's influence with royalty and celebrities and um, very influential social light people, that sort of carried over into New York and it became a real club in a positive way. And we all, it was like a really nice, small and still is small and big community that um, continues today. And wondering I how Fred that. got into the business. We, we were not married at the time. We went to high school oh. together. I was a senior prom date. I a um, leader football player. Fun stuff. That, that, that could be a whole other interview. But um, I started working there. He was still teaching health and physical education in the public school systems in central New Jersey. And I had the opportunity to open up a Lottie Burke method in L.A., Ali McGraw wanted us to come out. So Lydia and said, OK, we're going to L.A. Would you like to run that studio? And I said, sure. Early 20s, you know, love anything. You know, I love what I'm doing. I love the teaching. I love the teacher training. I love doing everything in the studio. And we were there for a year. We got married.
1: That's when we got married. We had a reason oh. to live together because she was in New York City, very entrenched in her world. And I was in central New Jersey. You never I wanted to move to the city. Never wanted to go into the city. And uh <laughs> the only time I went into the city was to play jazz or listen to jazz, because I was a moonlight string bass player, jazz player, and I was studying music while I was teaching health and physical education in the public school system. Uh so my background was movement, exercise science, kinesiology, and and, and the art of teaching. I was I went to a teacher um, a teacher's college, so I learned how to be a teacher, which really served me in my in my mature days as a bar teacher trainer, uh, incorporating a lot of the principles of how to teach, Depending. not just the um, superficial learning right, of right. how to instruct class. There are two, yeah. two different things the way we see it. Um, so that's how I got involved because we went to LA, we got married, and when we moved to LA, Liz was running. Lottie Burke method, L.A. Uh,
2: Sunset Boulevard. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great near you know the Sunset Plaza. But coming back to education, my education, as you probably know, um, stems back to the Hartford Ballet where I had gone to school for dance education. And as Fred, it was about education and learning mm -hmm. the art of teaching pedagogy, uh, incorporating all the principles, musicality, uh, anatomy, kinesiology, art, art history, how art related to dance. So, and music. Um, And we had to take, you know, different techniques. But fast forward to LA, uh, we were there for a year and it's actually great being married. And all of a sudden he has a big family. My family is small. All (laughs) of a sudden we're like- Alone. 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 (laughs) No family. No family. Hopefully this is going to work. But in the no heart friends. of LA, no I mean,
0: you can't you can't go wrong in the, in that cool environment. Like you're saying, you were in the
1: the heart of it all. Yeah, yeah,
2: we were in West Hollywood.
1: And I I went out and found work as a uh, physical education teacher okay. in the Catholic school system. Mm-hmm. I was a third party company, part of a company that they put teachers in the parochial schools. So I had St Monica School in Santa Monica and St. Bridget's School in Van Nuys. So I was in my little Toyota going to different places three or four days a week. And then the evenings, I'd be moonlighting with my string bass and my amplifier and going out and trying to get work as a musician. So that was our life. And she was busy at Lottie Burke Method. And
2: starting a company, you know, starting the, my first ever company right. start from a ground up, a startup uh, with a new location, which was a big learning experience for me because mm. I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for the arts and for teaching and movement. Um, we did very well out there. It was very exciting. Um, very exciting. It still was okay uh, for women only. And actually, when we were dating, Fred wasn't even allowed inside the building in New York, inside the Brownstone. No men were allowed inside. They would have to buzz and not come in. And we had many celebrities, obviously, in LA, and uh, their husbands wanted to come in, you know, and I had to say no oh to my like gosh. Sydney Portier and Juan Pern. Um, You know, they'll be out wow. in a moment. Glenn
1: Ford's wow. like
2: wow. Ford, wife, you know, a couple others. So it was, it was, you know, fun. We got to know them, but it was, um, you know, it was an interesting scenario because there were not any, not really any studios that were just right. for women. There right. were gyms where it was very co-ed, in like other words. So we were in LA for a year and then um, things shifted in New York. So we had to come back to New York at the end of that year. And I needed to run the New York studio. And we also had Bridgehampton, where we are now and ran both of those studios and then one day, one of our receptionists, two major receptionists, had to leave, and a major teacher moved on. And Fred was approached by the owner, Lydia Bach of Lottie Brook Method um, Can you work at the front desk? I know. Big decision
1: bringing a guy in.
2: First guy ever came into Big this decision. building.
1: Because prior, when we moved back to New York City, I got a job at the New York Health and Racket Club teaching. Okay all the modalities, you and know, this was 1984. 84, teaching aerobics, teaching stretch, teaching calisthenics. So I'm doing all the box gym exercises, yeah. which I'm sure yeah. you know very well, Tammy, you know, the history mm-hmm. of that. And Liz is in the first boutique studio for fitness in the whole country, which is a whole different energy yeah. than the box gym. And, right. And so I, here I am in the box gym doing my stuff and Behind the scenes, I'd say to Liz, show me what you're doing since I'm not allowed <laughs> in. Show me what you're doing. So she, she started to show me the exercises and it changed my whole view of what exercise should be. And then I started to teach some of these exercises in the box gym, like Lottie Burke, the infamous curl position, which is the abdominal uh, uh, curl so, that Lottie Burke is so well noted for. Once I learned that exercise, I started to teach it at the New York Health and Racquet Club. People were standing oh in line God. to get into my classes. And yes. I was like, Liz, I said, Liz, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I love it so much. I have to do it. I got only, right. I can't teach something I don't believe in. Right. I'm not going to do hundreds of crunches anymore. And so eventually and they, they to had have, to let me teach at Lottie Bird. Let me backtrack
2: to. for a moment. So Fred was an amazing high school athlete, you know, scholarship potential to, you know, one of the what was it, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin for football, amazing baseball player, but he decided, you know, to go away from team sports when he went to college. So pretty good shape, right? And he does these bar classes, you know, he might teach him some of the bar moves. So finally, the day came where, okay, I think the owner says we're going to need Fred to come on board, we need someone at the front desk, we had no one. And again, we're running, doing everything. Again, everything was manual, no computers. Or- Tammy, just
1: a little tangent. I did not look then the way I look now. I had a big oh. bushy afro. And I had a huge oh, okay. bushy beard. Right? So I was like
2: six one. You know. So you know. Doing, so
1: I, I was. I yeah. was like. I was a male figure behind the front desk. You couldn't miss them. And the women coming in and out were shocked to see me. And Liz would introduce me. But wait a minute. They Tell accepted me right. because I was her husband. But it was awkward because was this kidding. was a townhouse, right? So you walk up the steps and your the bathroom is in the hallway. You walk into a little room where the, where the desk is, where I sat, and then you go through a, a curtain and you'd be in the changing room. There's no bathroom in the changing room. The bathroom is, you have to go past my desk to go to the bathroom. So women up until this time were used to going from the changing room to the bathroom right, in right, various right. states of dress. <laughs> most cases, not dressed all that much. and In a lot of cases, damn right embarrassing. Like they would come back and forth and, oh, it's only Fred. That's Liz's husband. It's only Fred. And so, you know, then they would tease me. Fred, this locker won't open. Can you come back and fix it? Is everybody dressed? No, but come back anyway. Like, they would really make my cheeks turn red. I was he so embarrassed. I love that. that. So that
0: was
1: my... But it, what it did is it gave me connection to these clients. I started to learn their, you know. their booking habits, when they like to cancel, what classes they wanted. They all knew me by name. I would call, they would call and we would talk. And they would
2: bring bagels to him every morning. Very familiar. And
1: so when I did have to finally step into the classroom because I wanted it so badly and then a major teacher left a schedule with 20 classes a week to cover. So the next day I'm in the room.
2: So Fred, i.e., becomes dubbed the first male bar teacher
0: in so, the world. It, so crazy. I can say that. It is. It really is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: and it wasn't But it wasn't by, it, there was no plan for that. It was by default. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you was like, okay, to. throw Fred in there. And my first couple of classes, wow. yeah, exactly. I would have one person, okay. like the women would not step into my room. They would clear in the doorway, but they would not come in.
2: Now you have to remember, this was the time of many pelvic tilts and tuck unders and you know, the women felt right. we were wearing leotard and tights at that point, long leotards. It was a different um, clo- culture clothing of fitness back then.
1: And yeah. and yeah. it was a sexy technique. I mean, you know, a lot of work was all about sex and Lydia Bach carried that torch really well. And so it was all sensual, sexy type moves. And with the hips and the thrusts and the, this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's exercise, <laughs> so just go ahead and teach it. And yes. so, once, so once they got used to me and got used to it, Because again, it's only
2: Fred's, it's only Liz's husband. How how long did it
0: take them? So I, I love this piece because for me as a teacher trainer, one of the things that I really talk about is creating the community, right? You need to make people feel comfortable with you so they come back. So you were at the front desk, this big burly guy. They're like, they don't know what to make of you at first, but you're Liz's husband, so they let you in. Now they kind of know you, but then you change roles and you're in the other room. So how long did it take for them to really start to open up to you and trust you on that side?
1: I think every week I would have more and more and more. Probably within a month or so, my classes were were busy. Um, and then we got the idea, well, that, at that point in time, it's like I started to bring some of my box gym athleticism to the technique and between Liz and Lydia and I, we would go, sit in a room for hours and brainstorm how can we make this program more gender neutral, more uh, all-inclusive. And so that's where we brought light weights in. Up to then there were no hand weights in the program.
2: Plank and push-ups were never in the program. No
1: plank, no push-ups. Tammy, <laughs> look at me. This was the pectoral work.
0: I'm seeing work. it. I'm laughing. You, you know, can
1: imagine what, what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. this, was,
2: this was our warm-up, you know, you know. Uh, you know, sort of Lamone type warm up of lifting up and folding over, bending over.
1: So, needless to say, we started to bring more athletic exercises into the class. We started to change our language. You know, no more uh, wearing your stilettos, no more um, your booty, like all that the tushy. your tush. All the feminine words we pulled out and put in more words that a guy wouldn't mind being in a room hearing these words lift your heels don't put on your highest stilettos in the closet type thing so we checked check everything that we were doing and then we invited men in okay. they were men okay. only, classes. only men only classes and 6 a.m., two days a week i would go over to the studio meet these guys seven
2: I, of them there were seven guys
1: i called them my <laughs> experimental white mice because we wanted to see how bar exercises yeah, okay. were going to affect the male body. Because she think, oh, these exercises are just for women. Well, I was really? walking proof that that wasn't true. Because I was 24 when I started teaching the Lottie Burke method. And up until then, as Liz said, I was an athlete. I was working out every day. Runner. When I got in that room to do that stuff, I could not do 50% mm-hmm. of it because I had no flexibility. Or right. well, I thought I did, but I really didn't. And what- And I was shaking and sweating. And I'm in the room training, learning how to do this stuff. And I'm in a room with... I taught him his first class. You know, 10 women in there, probably between what, the 40 to 60 age group?
2: Yeah. And they're elegant
1: and they're exercising and they're doing everything like really like perfectly. And I'm falling apart in the corner, a sweaty mess. (laughs) So it proved to me that... A lot was lacking from my fitness program, my personal fitness program. Well, I remember the
2: first time we t- I taught you, Fred? Right? I think we were at Nancy and Norby. Throughout. It was horrible. So we, we—I taught the first class. To, then it's embarrassing. Had, and we had a drive out here because I needed to teach here in the Bridgehampton
1: studio. I couldn't lift my foot from the gas to the brake because <laughs> my thigh was just toast. It was embarrassing, but it—my ego—I checked it, and from a place of wisdom, I realized you need to do this. You're going to get in the best shape of your life if you do this.
2: And, then,
1: and the, the women in my class, they would say, Fred, your class is getting uh, harder and harder. Okay. As I was teaching more and more, and I'm thinking, why is that? I'm not doing anything differently, except right. I could do more yeah, as weeks stronger. went on. I was getting stronger. So I was then pushing the envelope a little bit with them, and they picked up on the fact that my body was changing. Right.
2: And they were strong, too. I mean, these were the these women would come five days a week consistently.
1: So, so that's when I said to Lydia, we should have a men's class. Because a lot of the women, their husbands and boyfriends, wanted to try it. So we, we created this men's class. We brought the weight, this and that. And then we did that for a few months. And, and, self, were,
2: and self Magazine. Self Magazine,
1: magazine did a piece on it. A
2: big piece on about that. About
1: men doing bars. Like the first, that <laughs> they didn't have hashtags back the then. men. Bar, you know, oh uh, uh, so finally, we got to the point where the men would start to like now get a little bit frustrated. Look, I can't come 6 a.m. Why can't I come 6 p.m.? Well, that's the women's class. What's that all about? Why can't we come in that so class? The yeah, class? Yeah, yeah, it was revolutionary. It's at like, yeah, we, <laughs> went co-ed. we
2: went co ed and never went back. <laughs>
1: A lot of women left. They didn't want to be part of that.
2: Well, it classes. They didn't
1: want to be seen None in their not many. Well, a lot of them did. They Some just they couldn't they couldn't accept that. But uh you know what? It grew the business. It grew the business. And
2: it also we were able to share what we were doing with more people mm-hmm. and especially men with their sports, you know, their, you know, a lot of athletic men, they were they needed something as for their sports training for their particular activity. And the bar class was ideal right. the core work, the flexibility, right? The legs, the glutes, the arm. We know it all, um, you know, as fitness professionals. And um, we had professional basketball players come in from the New York Knicks, we had professional um, uh, tennis players. Uh, in fact, the last summer before COVID, we had some, I can't remember his name, I'm so bad with the names, but, you know, top ranked US, you know, uh, world uh, tennis champion. He was laughing so hard in class because his muscles were shaking. He goes- I love it. I love the whole story.
0: And I love the revolutionary piece that which is usually the opposite story, right? We can't wait until women can break in. And this was the men trying to get into the women's club. So it's a little refreshing to have the spin. But it also is just such a reminder Um, that even though we might be an athlete, even though we might be an incredible shape, that there's the body needs to move in so many different ways. And so, so many of us tend to practice what we're really good at, right? The flexible go because, oh, I'm flexible. So I'm going to do this when they might need more strength, but they're not. So it really just shows that combination of really working out in all of these different ways are so important. You know, our body needs to move to, you know, get stronger, to have more endurance, to have the cardio, to have flexibility, joint integrity, right? There's just so much to it. Um, and I love that you really worked hard to really bring that. Like, that was a great concept, which, Fred, what if you didn't marry Elizabeth? Like, bar might still be for women only.
1: <laughs> Maybe, Oh, Tammy. yeah, I have at
2: it that way, Tammy. Maybe, Tammy. Tammy. Oh, yeah. I, I'm
1: sure I would not. I found it. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: that's interesting.
1: And your, the concept that you brought up is one of the concepts I use when I'm trying to convince students to do this class. And that is, you know, when you wanna have fun exercising, right. it's not always doing the things you're good at. Because mm-hmm. you do the things you're good at, that could be fun, but you have to do the things that you need mm-hmm. in order Absolutely. to evolve to a higher level of fitness. And sometimes those things are not fun. But you can still laugh at yourself yeah. while you're struggling. <laughs> you know, your ego—it's hard to laugh at yourself when you're struggling because you're worried about what you look like. Yeah,
2: you, you forget about looking. So you know, this yeah. is not a place for
1: people with a big ego because it's bigger than all of us.
2: Yeah. But also, just on the other side from the sport, because I think this is also very important, Tammy, as you were just mentioning, is yes to do things. You know, if you're an athlete, to do the things that your sport is lacking, yeah. but you need it to help your sport. On the other flip side, and this has become much more popular over the years too, is, you know, being from the professional dance world, a lot of professional dancers were also taking our classes. And, you know, a lot of dancers, even more today than back then, need Mm -hmm. to supplement their dance training with, you know, some type of um, supplemental strengthening, and in some cases, flexibility program uh, where they need to get more balance to do those mm-hmm. 32 forte turns from their core or their leg like extension that they have to maintain for 60 seconds or whatever. But, and the endurance too, because th- this class is like a sprint, right? It's more of a sprinting um, type of cardio mm-hmm. activity as, as opposed to duration. So that's the type of energy you have on stage as dancers. You go out, you do boom, 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 dance. I'm saying this in a sort of, um, really simple way. And then you go backstage and you catch your breath. Okay. You go back out and you sprint again, but we've also a lot of dancers that were ready to retire. In fact, one of our teachers, um, professional dancer, um, he thought he was ready to retire and this technique, his back, it it, it helped him to continue to dance many more years. And as well as a lot of, um, another, a lot of my female friends in the dance world, the same, um, you know, the Mm. same uh, direction. So it's really, as we know, because we've done this ourselves for over 40 years, we know what it feels like on the body and we know how it can help so many people and what they particularly need, not just from the athletic dance perspective, but also injuries.
0: And at the heart of all this, when you are both working at the studio in New York, it's like bursting at the seams, we've got everyone in there, it's co-ed. How many classes a week each were you teaching? This is shocking. This is, this is like horrifying. And this is why I'm asking you.
1: Are you sitting down? You have to understand, (laughs) we didn't have any kids by choice. We have two black labs we lived close to Central Park, 62nd well, and Madison. We actually
2: ended up moving into the building. We
1: lived on the fifth floor of the building because we were
2: in an illegal sublet that we had to move out of. But yes, anyway, so we,
1: we lived on the and we were illegal there too because it was a business residence. And, but we snuck the but in. But anyway,
2: the, we were fine. We pulled
1: the shades down. We lived there for a few years. So we were living and working a few
2: in the, years <laughs> took like
1: fifteen, 15 years. <laughs> that's not close. But you know, we okay. didn't have to commute. Was my was my point. I wake up in the morning at t 7.45, 9 and 10, and uh, 12.30. And then in the evening, I do 5 and 6. So you take a break in the afternoon, get lunch, take six the dogs to the park, come back, take a little nap, six teach 5 and 6. So six uh, classes a day, five days a week. And then on Saturday, it was a little bit of a <laughs> break. We did four And
0: classes. that's
1: each.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's each. each.
1: That's 36 classes a week.
2: And our teachers, when they were hired, they had to teach a minimum of four classes a day, six days a week. Which
1: shows how how
0: many classes you had, right? So the popularity, the demand. But that's so... You know, people... People not in the fitness world, um, I don't know that they understand. You know, even though we're we're doing the work and it's not our workout, it still takes its toll on your body. Like, yes, you get in shape to teach bar and you're teaching, but six a day is pretty demanding for the length of time and the amount of years you did it. So this is where like the juicy bits of all this come in. What did you do to supplement all of that work? Like, how how did you rest? How did you restore? What would your, I guess, the word self-care, what would that look like for you to compensate for everything that you were doing on a daily basis, how physical your
1: job was? Yeah. 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 A lot of, of hot baths. Okay.
2: A lot of massage. But massage also hot
1: baths, acupuncture.
2: But also at that point, I think for, for, for personally, for myself, Tammy, I wasn't so mm-hmm. exhausted physically. Mm. It was the mental focus and being, you know, verbally being sharp with your cues and being present for those yeah. six hours every day. So, and, and, um, you know, being focused, which is similar today with, I know we'll get too soon with, you know, live stream Zoom classes. But for me, it was more a mental break that I needed of just going outside, going to a museum, going for, it sounds simple, but it allowed me to rest my voice, number one. In fact, uh, we weren't using microphones in the beginning. And one oh, day geez. I woke up, I didn't have a voice, not because of a mm-hmm. cold, it was just my vocal cords were damaged. So from that day forward, we used a mic. Um, right. And but
1: that was a whole process. Yeah. So we were oh, carrying record gosh. albums in and out of the room. OK, so we would we would put a record yeah. on with the needle drop down and then and then you want another Ugh. song artist, change the record. I... And that, then cassettes came out and we were like, we'd make a cassette and uh, then yes. the, the machine yeah, would eat right. the tape. You would go out of your mind. Right. And so this is and then there were no microphones. So we had to explore. I went to a, 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 a ear, nose and throat guy. He said, you see, he was showing me on a on a, a scope, scope. Mm. These are called nodules. telling me my vocal cords. That if you don't change what you're doing, you're not going to have yeah. a voice. Yeah,
2: I didn't have a voice. So we had to
1: go to vocal training. We had to first healing, then vocal yeah. training, and then we learned uh, about the microphone, wireless mic, and we were using it. And the students were elated because now they can hear right. us crystal clear over the. And then the, the then the other teachers wanted it, so we had to bring mics in for every studio. Every and there was no turning back. And honestly, when we teach now. Even if it was two or three mm-hmm. people in the room, we're always on mic. Yeah. Not for just sure the student's benefit, but for yeah. our benefit with yeah. vocal health.
2: But to balance, but to you know, at that point, Tammy, we not only were teaching, but we were also running the studio oh. and teacher training. We were managing.
1: We were cleaning. We were doing payroll. We were writing bills. We were uh, training teachers, hiring, marketing, PR, you know, doing guests' appearances here and there, whatever, everything and anything. And so, what it gave us was experience on how to run a boutique studio, how to run a business, how to grow a business.
2: But also coming back to right. the how did we balance ourselves, Tammy? For me, it was resting the voice, going out, getting totally, um, you know, peaceful with my mind and my body by being outside or nature. Or and also, believe it or not, okay. I was still taking ballet classes that put me in a different yeah. meditative state. It's, you know, dance is meditation within movement. And um, that helps <laughs> to balance I me. And of course our dogs too. Do. I mean, the dogs are a big part but, of it. But you know, dog.
1: one thing we learned is that when you teach oftentimes you're demonstrating right. on one right. leg and then you don't mm-hmm. demonstrate on the other. You're not thinking about your yeah. own body. You're mm-hmm. thinking about your students. So it's mm-hmm. easy to throw yourself mm-hmm. out of balance. I remember one time I created an injury in my sacroiliac that it would took me a long time to heal it. So I was still teaching my schedule with a back brace on and a sweatshirt because we will never let students see a brace or understand that you were injured. It's just, we never felt like that was something you want to share with students. So we kept, I kept it all under wraps. Oh, yes, but yeah. as looking for healing, I ran into Pete Gosku method in San Diego where he's a physical therapist with a very specific technique. And little did I realize that it changed mm-hmm. my whole approach to stretching because it starts off with meditation
2: to relax, to, the to relax
1: the muscles around the joints before you stretch them. And we incorporated that into our program by putting in a few minutes of Shavasana before we right. stretch at the end of our bar class.
2: But that we didn't incorporate until after right. we, until we started exhale. Exhaired, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after 20, yeah. Well, Lydia <laughs>
1: would never let us do anything uh, <laughs> that wasn't the Lottie Burke. We couldn't even lie on our stomach and and do a prone stretch well, at Lottie Burke
2: right?
1: You know, because it was all flexion, it was all tuck, it was all pulse, it was all a lot of things that were
2: out of balance. Out of balance. So it's, we had to again, part of rebalancing our body was making bodies was making sure that um, even within the teaching, that we found ways to balance the strength and the flexibility for our own bodies and working one side than the other, which was actually in the Vaganova ballet technique. Uh, there's one week you start everything on the mm. right leg, the next week you start everything on the left. And it's interesting because you do work yeah. your first side, you favor different second side. So we incorporate that too. A lot of times we start things on the left, we'll switch it out and um, our, all our DVDs start out on the left. Right? I mean, Fred's left-handed, but they all start on the left side instead of the right. Um, it's because everybody yeah. is starting everything no, it's on so, the right. Yeah, it's so
0: true. All of these little, <laughs> these little tidbits. Um, I want to ask, I'm going to come back to Elizabeth, but I want to ask Fred, during all of this, you listed the thousands of things that you had to do. And obviously by the end of the day, you're exhausted. But I know how important you've talked about this and you still do, how important music is. Were you able to still find ways to play your music or to get out there during this crazy time?
1: Very interesting that you would ask because I mm-hmm. I put it on the back burner for a while because I was so interested in teaching fitness and growing this bar business. But one of our clients was a party planner. Remember Kate Edmonds? Yes, of course. And she said to me, you still play? I said, yeah. <laughs> Lying. I said, yeah, I knew I could, get my, I could get my chops back up. She said, because I have a wedding and I need a trio. Would you be interested in doing that? So I I connected with my Uh fellow musicians in the community and I put a band together and she said, God, that was great. And I got more parties that I started to (laughs) like put bands together for parties and go out and play like events. And, and yeah, I got back into it, not on stage in clubs like I used to do, but private parties I would do. And I would do events like benefits Liz's dance company. They would do a silent auction. I'd come in with a guitar player and my string bass, and we'd be in the corner playing all the, you know, the great American standards, and um, yeah, so I kept it going, and even till yeah. today, Tammy, I still play actively. I love that. I see your that posts, kind of so I thing. know you
0: have your instruments out and about, which is why I asked, because because this ties it both uh, in, you know, Elizabeth, you yeah. were the dancer, and I know, Fred, you were an athlete, but your, your art hobby was the music, so when things get too busy, what goes to the wayside? The things that we love, so... When you said, Elizabeth, that you went back and were taking a class just for yourself to get into that state, it's so important, right? Because we give up a lot of times what we love, what got us to where we are in the first place. That happens for many fitness professionals. So finding a way to go back to those roots to, um, you know, it it is definitely, although ballet is physical, it's definitely more for the mental and emotional connection and peace, um, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she sometimes will become uh, jealous or annoyed at me because my string bass is in the corner and I'll just go over there and pick it up and start playing like to soothe my soul. She would say, God, for me, I got to get dressed, go to the studio, bring my shoes and da, da, da. She doesn't have a bass standing in the corner to play. Well,
2: it's day. That's yeah. one good thing about live stream. I can jump onto a ballet class. Yeah. So let's talk about that. This was back in
0: the day, this was you growing it and you've had, I mean, they can read your bios. I'm, I'm going to add the link Um, for sure in the description so people can find you because there's so many more things that you did from working with Exhale to partnering with other spas, writing an incredible book that is sort of the bar Bible these days. Um, You've had your hands in so many different areas, but um, all of a sudden, all of our lives got flipped on on it. their heads a few years ago when uh, the pandemic struck. So, what happened for you with with all of with all of your classes, with all of your people, with your community? What did you do? How did you m- get it through?
1: Well, we, you yeah. we know, we were both founders of Exhale,
2: okay. and we were
1: both creators of the of not only the bar program but yeah. the entire fitness Cute. program, the cardio, the hip program. And we started with one property in oh. New York city and we grew to 26 properties nationwide in, I don't know how many years, 2003
2: mm. to 2000. Wow. Just 2019. Wow. 19. So, but coming back to what you were saying, Tammy is our preface. It was one, um, the first part of the pivot, right. Which was a few months before the pandemic hit. Um, I think we yeah. sold to Hyatt, exhale sold to Hyatt and, um, Things started to shift, uh, which was good in some ways. And then things continued to shift. And, um, you know, my position was eliminated, and it was, which was fine. And it was really time for me to move on uh, to the next thing that I wanted to do. And um, so I had moved on from uh, from exhale, I think, what was it? 19? No, 19,
1: 20,
2: October. 2019. And um, Fred was still at Exhale. He stayed. And I just started to, you know, do some personal training, do private group classes here and there on my own. And um, then we're here at the end of 2019. And then all of a sudden, January 20, we get into the pandemic and Exhale.
1: And Liz is doing private via Zoom already in January because the person she was she was working with brought this into okay. the personal training business. So Liz got all of the technology like how to do it. And meanwhile, I'm still at exhale, not very happy um, because we're not together anymore and it's like I I was like a duck I was incomplete. like a fish out of water. I did my best. I did my best, but, it, but my heart I'm wasn't just... in it so much anymore. I just tried to make it work, but I knew that I was going to eventually have to figure out how to exit, just couldn't figure out how to do it. And because we, you know, we needed the stability of, my, right, of right. my benefits, my income, whatever, while Liz is out there trying to put a new career spin on her life. And so we're like sort of spinning our wheels because I'm here, she's there. We're- and
2: I'm continually working via Zoom before everything shut down, uh, Tammy, with privates and duos uh some in studio privates um at uh a, a very well-known marianne browning who's amazing um personal trainer and um then exhale shuts down in march well it's yeah turned, but it was uh, we, not exhale um uh, in-person classes yeah
1: well before that we were teaching in-person classes okay but it was getting dicey yeah. you know everybody yeah. was getting freaked out about COVID, and um and we were—we had an apartment in New York City and we had our little home here in Bridgehampton where we would spend most of our summers and we've owned this home since 2000. Mm-hmm. It just, we were only here part-time. We were mostly in the city yeah. because yeah. of the Exhale work. But finally it got to a point where Exhale shut down the in-studio classes. And I said to Liz, why are we still in the city? Let's go out to our home yeah. where it's mm-hmm. going to be safer. You know, we, we can, and then, so I, we were living here and I was working part-time for Exhale, driving in a couple days a week to film for the on-demand program, and Mm -hmm. teacher training via Zoom, right? And she's out here doing personal training via Zoom, and we're like crossing paths with each other, back and (laughs) forth, what are you doing? I'm doing this, what are you doing? I'm doing that.
2: This is the first time in over um, 30 years we're not working together. It's, yeah, because we're always, we've always been in the fitness world since. And so then,
1: and so then Exhale started to put their okay. toe in the water with Zoom classes. And so I, uh, we all taught one, but the marketing team at Exhale probably didn't have the best vision because what they said was, you're teaching from your living room. She's teaching from her. This uh-huh. so off brand. This doesn't represent the company well. We'd rather just stick with our on-demand program.
2: And on-demand right. was starting not to do well, believe it or not.
1: And so Liz and I are looking at each other thinking, why don't the two of us who are known in the industry for teams, for being a team, let's throw out a Zoom invite Me, and see I showed who shows up. up. We, did, we did an event. Right. <laughs> you, you did?
0: Yes, of so course.
1: we did, we, we sent out an Eventbrite via Facebook. I wasn't on that
0: one, but That's I started so coming funny. to some of your classes when I could, which I love.
1: <laughs> so it was our first like uh, dabble in it and and within 10 minutes 100 people signed up and we only we had it closed at 100 and we said oh, let's open it to 300 within wow. the hour 300 300 people showed up now granted it was right. complimentary we didn't charge a dime, but we wanted to just see right. how all this was going to work so we taught the class we had we had some success with it students wanted to know when are you teaching again what's going on with this we'd like to come more so we put our heads together and we put a schedule together but i'm still at exhale and so we had our company and they knew
2: that you were doing and they this. knew everything they, they was fine yeah. everything
1: was transparent because i wanted right. exhale to go vir- virtual but they said you do it with liz see how it goes and let us know so we did it like three times in a row and it just kept
2: growing and growing,
1: growing and growing. Right. And then we figured out all the technology between uh, loopback audio and between Starlin and between Focusrite and uh, the, the, everything we the had music, to do. The so stuff, much. The lighting so and the so camera much. and the studio. So much. Yeah. Right? Well,
2: you know, Timmy, you know. Exhaustive. It's, it's like, talk about
0: teachers cool. that you have been doing your thing, your shtick for your the entirety of your life. And all of a sudden, you had to relearn a whole new way to do it. And it's, it was
1: hard.
0: It was hard.
1: Yeah. And this was early in the pandemic. Yeah. But we pivoted in April 2020. Of 2020. And it got to the point that by, I'd say, what, October?
2: Uh, okay. August.
1: August, I left Exhale. It's like
2: September one. You I bet. said,
1: yeah, let's just let me make a clean break. Liz and I can now really Because I didn't want to put my face on marketing with Liz for our company. Right. It doesn't do a service to Exhale, who's right. marketing me for on demand. I was sort right. of like one, I was sitting on the fence. So finally we said, okay, if we move out here, we can get rid of our New York city apartment, lose all of that expense, focus out here. So we started to teach our schedule out here and we went under construction to build
2: a an life. online
1: studio, stream okay. exclusive for our business, which now I can say a year later, Yay! we finished the construction <laughs> and we right the studio that is just for our on demand program. And, um, we have our little studio in Bridgehampton, Main Street, which is where, exhale okay. used to, where we used to teach for Exhale. And We, do we have 50 to 60 people in this 1,600-square-foot studio.
2: 1,200.
1: And now we're there teaching for Core Bar Fit, okay. and we put no more than 25 in the room at this point in time. So we have about five live classes a week there. Yep. That's five minutes away from here. I
2: mean, that's and that's we awesome. do
1: our 18 to 20 live streams classes We do
2: a collective. Also, we we have some other teachers okay. who are coming in okay. as their own business and
1: teaching at the studio. Teaching at
2: the studio, so, so we share, share the, the space with them. And we, you know, we um, uh, we make sure yeah. that we feel the right energy from it, that the right. Fit, <laughs> best time.
0: First, I'm going to come. I'm going to come visit the studio. Teach? That's my oh, first yes. goal. And
2: uh, yeah, you yeah. uh, should. You're more than welcome to guest teach here. And around. we also
1: teach outdoors in the yeah. summer yeah. here at, uh, at the vineyard. I,
2: but I, I think what was. What was scary, as was scary, I mean I think we we did we just sort of go with our heart sometimes, Fred. And when we left, now you have to vision, both Fred and I are in the same business, same company. We pivoted when we left Lottie Burke, we both yeah. left at the same time. Scary. Same thing with the pandemic and going to this online live stream Zoom teaching. We again both left and we had no idea where this was going to go. We had no idea when will things reopen. Right. Will everyone right. stop this and go back?
1: We never even thought we'd ever be wow. teaching together again. Because when she when she uh, departed from Exhale, mm-hmm. I was still there. It's like, God, we can't do these mm-hmm. these events that we do. We team teach. We teacher trained hundreds of people through the Exhale teacher training program, which we created. Yeah. And that all stops. Now I'm teacher training alone at XAO. I don't have Liz's input. And like, we were like, Aww. there's no way we're going to be working again together. It's <laughs> going to take a miracle. So you know, the pandemic, right. although it's right. been tragic for so many people, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, including us, there was a silver lining and it gave us an opportunity to work together again in something that is so organically yeah. uh, Correct for us to be together. And now we're together, but we team teach some. She teaches her own classes on the schedule. I teach my own. And uh, I, this, we're making it's it this it's so work. sweet
0: to hear all of that. Like there has it's nice to have a silver lining. It's been such a rough few years, and it's really refreshing to hear at the end that that it hasn't all been tragedy, right? That some good stuff has come. So you've sold everything, so you're not even in the city. You don't have city life anymore. So I guess I'll ask just next. I know I don't want to keep you too too much longer, but Um, how has life changed now that you're living in this little home? So you said your little home um, in a whole different scenario and that's more of your full-time life. You're, it sounds like you're teaching a lot, but not quite as much, right? So maybe life is a little less on the road. Um, So just what's all of that like and how has that been for, for you just as a couple and for you taking care of yourselves?
2: I think, being, at, being here in Bridgehampton, we're, number one, we're very yes. blessed, Tammy, to be here. Um, and I mean, we can go outside and heal. We can go to the beach. We can take a walk on our street uh, here where we, there's a horse farm a block away. We feed the horses. And all that is very, very therapeutic. And um, also, we have some very close friends and family, a cousin out here that... Um, being with, as you know, with family and friends during this time, weekly, since the pandemic started, I would say April of 2020, every Monday and every Saturday night, we've had the same dinners with, you know, masks sometimes or outside a lot of times. But uh, that was very healing for us to have that closeness. We were very fortunate as well to have um, some family and friends here. Um, and do I miss the city? Do I miss the energy? Yes, I do. I, I miss it more than Fred. Um, well
1: you remember when we first got married, I said I never wanted to live in New York City. And now I don't know Finally live in New York got city his wish. I'm a very I'm a happy man. I mean, I'd love New York City, but not yeah. to have to live there, it's a rat race.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's so expensive. It's yeah. so expensive. It's I mean, just the we lived on the west side. And we taught on the east side, just car service back and forth. It's costing us $50 each a day. And it's probably more now because of the price of gas and and whatever. And so we were making great money with exhale, but it was all going for expenses that we weren't investing in anything. We just invested in our own property and raised the value of our property in a a period of time where it's the best thing you can invest in. But we feel like we're in the right place doing the right thing. I and like I love that. the simpler life out here. Mm-hmm. I really do.
2: And I love, you know, for us not to, tra- I mean, we travel, we were traveling as you, Tammy, you know, we were on the road two weeks out of every yeah. month.
1: <laughs> we burned up the wheels of our suitcase.
2: Yeah, I think, I think I need new wheels on my suitcase, but uh, do we love it? Yes, we love, we love the people that we were working with at Exhale and the teachers and the teacher training, as we mentioned.
1: And Tammy, not to interrupt, ironically, because we did all this travel, mm-hmm. We went to every property at Excel, 26, mm-hmm. including two in the Caribbean.
2: We love the You know, and
1: we had teacher trainings that involved trainees right. from all over the world, from Berlin, Munich, London, South- China. Saudi
2: Arabia. Saudi
1: Arabia, Mexico, Canada, a lot of places, South Africa. And guess what? Those are the same students now attending oh, our it. online I classes. We never would have been able to be in touch with these people if it wasn't for online classes. So they're tuning in from all over the world when we teach and it it's, gives us a connection, it's so
2: Heartwarming, yeah.
1: you know, to these people that we haven't seen in so long. And it's just a beautiful thing to be able to reach an audience. Right. That's the beauty of online. You know, the scale is just yeah. endless. And yeah. same for,
2: you know, with teacher training, Tam. you know, you just read, you know, a bar above is, is amazing. You can reach so many more people and, and that gives a better, a bigger community as going back, circling back to the very beginning. I mean, teachers, Mm. right? We want to, we're givers and giving in a giving place. We want a community and we want to feel our students, our clients, and the same thing here. We just want to give and keep helping and keep educating and keep teaching as long as we can. The other ironic thing, this is the first time ever in our lives that Uh. We're working for ourselves. Yes, right. Marty Burke. We work for you know Lydia Sale, It was corporate, right? I mean, we were founders, but it was a corporate entity. And now it's the just judge. Fred, me, and I'm uh, <laughs> a marketing person, and that's it. And that was and
1: it's a real yeah. roller coaster, yeah. as you could imagine, right? Some days you're doing great. The next day it's like, where's everybody? And then next <laughs> day it's like, wow, there's so many. It's like just ride it because. You just have to put the energy out there that, well, at least the way I look at it, you know, we're in a business where we're giving health, well-being, and wellness. We're helping people manage their stress. We're helping people stay in shape and lead a healthier lifestyle. Right. And we do that from our heart because we really love this part of it mm-hmm. is giving people an opportunity to lead a better life. If that's the impetus and that's the energy, then we both feel that the higher is going to support that and give us what we need in order to continue because we're in it for the right reasons and we're in it because we love what we do. And and we we feel so blessed to be able to do what you love and earn a living doing that. Not many people can say that.
2: You can. And also, and so many people were alone out there and still are coming through these past few years. And even prior to that, the only, for some people, the only community or people they would see was coming to class. And Seeing that now through, um, you know, we've clients who lost their husbands or family members and we felt we were right there by their side. and they going to cry yeah. talking about it because we were right yeah. there with them. And they felt this was the
0: only thing that kept it's, them It's interesting. Together. Um, you know, I totally relate as, as an instructor and when you're, when you're creating that space, right. So we've done it for so long in person, that was all we knew but people come in and you do over the years you know things about them and you watch you know the ebb and flow of their life and you really are there for them and they they don't always even see how much they depend on that relationship right and the coming but how incredible to still be able to hold that space for people to still find a way and yeah. and again those are the silver linings like instead of people just, uh, you know, we could have just curled up and done our own thing and you could have just done top bar to each other and called it a day, but, but the, the cameras went on and, and people did what they do and it, that's how people got through by signing in. And what, what magic is that? That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And the the beauty is that we've been teaching a lot of these women since the Lottie Burke days. A lot of these clients are with us for 30 plus years. Okay, so that's an age group, like we're in our mid-60s, that's an age group of 60 to up to 80. We have 80-year-olds still taking class with us.
2: Men at 80.
1: But the beauty is their children.
2: And their children's friends.
1: Who are in their late 20s to, to 30s are now in class as well. So our demographic goes from mid-20s well, all the way up to. Teenagers,
2: right, too. Mothers, Ingrid.
1: and It's, it's, it's true. true, we have an 18-year-old. But it goes from that that's all the crazy. way up to like mid seventies. That's, yeah. that's the beauty of bar. And
2: the, and the beauty also is like this morning I had a private. Um, so I had the mother, mm. I had her daughter-in-law who's expecting. Oh, and her husband for the first time. So they were all tuning in the husband and the, uh, uh, the do- the son and the, the uh, daughter-in-law were tuning in from someplace else. And the mother was tuning in from New York. And I said, isn't this amazing? This is incredible. This is probably the first right. time you're ever taking Ugh. class with your son and your daughter in law together. You know, to have families and friends from sisters that we teach, you know, London, one sister's in London, one sister's in New York.
1: That they can the hardest part is the time now. zones.
0: <laughs> Once you. Exactly.
1: So well, up. there you we go. So say for that. that Once you
0: get over that, like it is incredible yeah. to bring these pockets together. And again, I was so moved by, you know, people that you might've trained years ago in another country, how they're back with you and working with you. And I love that. That's so special and unique. Um, really nice.
1: Well, we just recently put a post up on our core bar fit Instagram page. And we were thinking, we just, we were thinking what makes, what makes the two of us unique in this industry because a lot of people can say the same thing
2: and it's grown so much
1: and and what what we what we can say is that our teacher training programs that we've created for both lottie burke method and exhale have produced the most amazing bar not only teachers but studio owners other trainers and we went on to look and list Uh. at least 20 businesses on this one post you can only
2: put 20 uh tammy
1: we tagged about 20 businesses where at least one teacher from their program in fact one program which is very popular four teachers went through our tra- training program initially to get their bar their, ba- their bar basics down now of course from there people you run with it rent, and, and add things and whatever then, but is- we're very really proud of the fact that we've created a teaching community where they are now rippling it out right. to, to their community.
2: And I guess back, going way back, you know, to first we were a boutique studio bar. And it wasn't even called bar back then. It was called Lottie Burke Meth and that you had to explain all the time what it Liz was.
1: Liz coined bar because Excel was having trouble with search engine optimization. In the
2: beginning of...
1: Because our, our class was called core fusion.
2: Mm-hmm. When we first started, and what ex- the heck
1: is core fusion? Like you can't search for that.
2: But then we, we expanded our programming to have, um, yoga and, um, sport and cardio. And I said, then we'll have to call, you know, uh, uh, core fusion bar core fusion yoga, but make sure we spell bar B A R R E because that is the correct that's on the wall. And, um, and then it started tumbling in an industry, which is, which is great. Um, Tammy and I it thrills me to death that coming back to this who my dream back way back when I was this young girl at the Lottie Burke method my dream was I love this so much that I I hope someday I could see this genre of exercise bar grow into a global (laughs) program that bar could be everywhere and Yes, you know, it's a business, you have your competition, but you know competition is great, and we we embraced this um, this growth of bar, even though it was hard for some people to understand, oh, they're giving it away. I mean, we were the first bar studio, I mean, and then a bar above, you guys have done an incredible job as well to bring it out to as many people. but uh, prior to bar above, I mean, we thought, why don't we open up our Exhale Bar Teacher Training to all right. potential bar teachers? Anyone who wants to train in bar and our competitors who were saying, you know, keeping it close to the vest. Why are you doing? That? Are they nuts? <laughs> they're sharing. They're sharing the secrets. Yeah,
1: because Lydia, Lydia, the no. owner of Lottie Burke Method, she it's... would never even let exercise oh, wow. teachers take the class. you no. a yoga teacher or a fitness it teacher. What you were kick them out.
2: Wow, they can't. Wow. They're
1: going to steal. And so that was the energy back then. And we came from we're that energy of, and we thought, you know what? We're going the opposite yeah, way. We're I was going to say, you are, so do
0: not and have you know, that energy at all. You are the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, well, We learned what not to do.
2: But coming, coming back one more point to the, we did boutique, the small boutique. Then we did the big corporate thing. And then of course, now we're on our own. But going back to the pandemic, now we we grew at Lottie Burke, we grew at Exhale, but now you can grow. Right, there's no number where you can grow to. You know, it's a limitless classroom, a limitless teacher so training. So true.
1: It's very scalable. It's yeah. scalable, and I with mean, no overhead costs.
0: Talk about well, learning that's... a lot of business. You yeah, could have you to... could have just cut the cut the chase way back when and.
1: <laughs> no. That's what the pandemic yeah, yeah. led us to. You know, where you don't need bricks and mortar. You don't need rent. You don't need to hire teachers on a payroll. You don't need all the things you need when you're with Exhale growing 26 properties. The cost and the overhead was something right. that you had to keep up with with your revenue yeah. in order to make it all make sense. It's a whole different dynamic now. And I must say, it's a lot more um, refreshing and approachable. Uh and you... even even though online bar is very competitive, there are so many players out there right.
2: well with right. fitness in general, friend
1: so. In general, people have a lot of choices, especially now that indoor properties are opening up, a lot of people going back indoors, and you think is the is the online program going to survive? Yeah. So far, so good. And because more players are out there online, more people are getting used to doing online. So it's not so daunting anymore to be able to click on a link and open yes. up your camera and do a class. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as our marketing guy likes to tell us when we freak out, he said, just keep in mind, a rising tide so lifts true. all boats. So true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Such fabulous points. I don't, I don't think, I don't think online is going to go away. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think people need to be in person too, no, but know it's not going away. So, so it's incredible yes. to be able to offer both. And as are you doing, you're, you're offering in person, you've got that feel as a teacher, you can take in what you need from the energy of being in person. And then you're back in your little home studio now producing and whether they're doing it live online or on demand or however they're offering, you know, you're just reaching that much more. It's fabulous. But
1: what we like
2: to do too, Tammy, to feel that, Yeah, you know, as teachers, we're very tactile and we We want that you know that eye to eye contact and that relationship. Um, We tried to figure out how can we make that more applicable to live stream and online. So we decided let's try this, Fred. Let's we have the main camera, and then we have an a monitor, right? And then we have our iPad where we can see all the guests in the class, the students in the class, so we can zone in on students and give them the corrections. We can't touch them, but at least we can connect with them verbally on an individual basis. The other thing I love, class,
0: you well. know, because I took a, cl- a few classes with you online is because your team teaching it, one of you is doing the movement and is always there, the visual, but the other one would come to the screen and have the conversation. So it, you know, it really kept the person who needed to still be seeing was happy. And then you were popping in and as a teacher connecting and as a student, I could get feedback. So it's really nice. The system you have with the two of you, which not everybody has. So you are lucky in that sense, but it, it really serves the consumer. I think um, it's, it's really nice.
1: Yeah. Thanks for saying that. We, uh, we team teach a lot, but like I said, we do have our individual classes and even with that, we still try to make the connection.
2: We have our, eye we camera. have the,
1: we have our little monitor right in front of yeah. us. So I'm sure you do the same when you teach connect with your students is like our first, most important yeah. principle of our teacher training program. Mm-hmm. Eye contact, know their Absolutely.
0: names. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to ask, What's that?
1: Like you're doing with us. Yes, <laughs> like you're doing and I'm going to ask us. one
0: final question. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're still super busy, and it's Friday afternoon. It's yeah. probably time for cocktails. And Liz,
1: restore class.
0: <laughs> restore class.
1: I teach a okay. full restore class at five o'clock, which is. Stretch meditation. Liz will have your cocktail waiting,
0: and she might be (laughs) whipping up a cake because I know she's a baker. So all of that can happen. But Uh but the one question that I usually end um, with all my guests with is so this is very unique. It's the two of you. You are partners in business and life, um, true friends, and and I know the relationship is beautiful, and it's how you treat each other, right? So essentially, best friends. Um, But how are you, each of you, at being your own best friend? And what does that mean to you at this stage of your life or look like? Because um, I don't think it's the same, you know, all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't deny okay. myself what I feel I need mm-hmm. in the way of rest, in the way of recovery, in the way of rehabilitative, if I need any type of treatment or whatever. Um, so that's, That's how I take care of myself is to make sure that I don't burn out. I don't want to get to a point where I don't want to do this anymore or I'm tired of doing this. I I want to keep my energy up because if I can't stay authentic and truly do this for the reasons that I started, which is helping people lead better lives. Every time I step in front of a class, before I start my class, I thank the higher for giving me another opportunity to change a life. And that's what fuels me. That's what gives me the drive. And in order for me to have that giving energy, I need to replenish it on the other end by not feeling guilty for taking time for myself.
0: I love that. And so that's my balance. Um, that was gratitude and guilt free. That's what that's what I'm just summarizing that up as. So beautiful.
1: There you um, go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a few little a few little tears coming. Um, yeah. But thank people. you. That's really, that's beautiful, Fred. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. And, I,
1: and you?
2: And he's like, Well, I have to admit, Fred takes care okay. of himself differently than I do. I, but, I, but we both agree on that you have to do things yeah. that you love for yourself, whatever that may be. And for me, again, it would be getting outside into nature. And especially even we're so lucky again to be out here that I can do that very easily. But also things that I love is going to take I still I'm lucky there's still a ballet studio around the corner that I love. And I just go in there, take class for myself, and just go inside, I need to go inside, try to find my inner balance through movement and quiet and um, reading and watching old movies they just bring this total inner relaxation um, back to a different time so I'm totally taking myself yeah. out of a technology world and bringing myself back to a very simplistic energy and lifestyle and really that's why I love I I could be okay without a phone or all this technology but Yeah, Um, It's our life force today, but to being quiet and going inside and doing things that you love and seeing friends and family um, Mm -hmm. that are important to you.
1: And Liz has done this more than prior to the pandemic. Now, since the pandemic, she has maybe four calls a week that are religious for her. One friend from San Diego every Wednesday night at My six. My very best friend. One friend is a certain time, a certain day. One other, She's got three or four that she's on these calls mm. just to catch up with friends. And I don't so, think you did that as much when you were running no, around no. corporate.
2: The fr- the friendship is important, especially longtime friends um, that you've grown up with. And uh, unfortunately, I think that came, of course... I always felt so much gratitude for the friendships that I have in my life, but I did lose a very close friend, uh, April of 2020, not nothing to do with, um, COVID, but it just makes you realize how precious life is and that you really have to surround yourself with people that you love and people that radiate positive energy and, um, be with that energy as opposed to forcing yourself to be with, people who, um, who can uh, right. take your energy away because we're giving so much. Mm-hmm. You know, our friends give to us. That's what nurtures me to give more to others when I have that those special friendships in my life. weekly, And, and now you
0: have a little yeah. more time for all that, which is really nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're going to the city tomorrow. I'm <laughs> excited. To see friends, to see friends.
1: Now it's a fun and, now and we you do can, fun weekend. Yeah, in now the you're city. a
0: tourist, so it's so much more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, tourists with uh twenty-five years of <gasps> living there experience. So <laughs> I, it's I love on it. tourism.
0: I love it. but it's fun. Um I Just, I'm so happy and thankful that you agreed. You said yes to spending some time with me. And I'm hopeful that our listeners uh, sit down with a nice cup of tea or coffee and take it all in because there's definitely a lot that you've shared. And thank you for for that, for the conversation, for everything you've done for our industry and that you continue to do and how you inspire us all day in and day out. And um, yeah, I'm grateful for you.
1: And and for the leader of Bar Above, Tricia. I know. I mean, Liz and I adore her. And Fabulous! She's always there to support us. To she's a She star. is just a real special soul. Yeah,
2: and you all. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just, and, and you your all, whole team.
2: You and you, Tammy. I your mean, whole I admire team. you for your talent and your um, expertise in the industry. Um, I feel like we've sort of all yeah. grown up together in this industry. <laughs> I'm not half your age. Party. I know, but not can, at all. I'm close. I feel a little young. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, young <laughs> is all energy. But that's right. But no, we re- really deeply appreciate you reaching out to us, um, Tammy. And, uh, yes, thanks
0: for including thank us. Yeah, thank you so much. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it with that, right? Truly a beautiful conversation. And I cannot thank Elizabeth and Fred enough for their time, for their generosity, for their willingness to be so open and authentic with their life and their mission and where they are. And I encourage you all... To give them a follow on their website, Core Bar Fit. Remember, it's bar with two Rs. Uh, perhaps pick up their book, join them online, go visit them in Bridgehampton, move with them. Uh, anyway, I really appreciate their quest to help us all move and live better. Next week, we have another up and coming professional out there in the world, QU alum Allison Tanner who is currently a physician's assistant student and doing such great things integrating movement as medicine with the people she touches. So please come back and share that conversation with us. Thank you to the team. Living Well While Living Online is a production of the Quinnipiac University podcast studio. Our producer is Renette Chifu and the executive producer is David DeRoche. Thank you to Lauren Scupo who does our social media and to Scott Holmes for providing the theme music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu podcast. You can listen to the podcast on any platform or app that you choose. And give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram at qupodcasts. And feel free to send us a note or a comment or a guest you'd like to hear about via email, which is qupodcasts at qu.edu. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend.